think I threw my back out reading the news the last couple of days. Yeah. I think I was bowling. Not sitting on a toilet bowling, but toilet bowling. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God helped those who stood in the way of business, progress, and the USA. USA. Now that I'm looking at this, there's not any strawberry in it. There is, however, sea salt and tomato lycopene extract. What the fuck? <laughs> Bo's drinking strawberry milk. Well, I'm not sure it's that it actually from is. Beaver nuts. To <laughs> say it doesn't have any castorium, man, it's it has milk. Ultra filtered, reduced fat, ultra filtered milk. So it's ultra just filtered, ultra filtered. So it's like light milk, ultra light milk. It's like cloudy water. Ultra filtered sounds like they shoot it like at at the speed of sound, like through a fucking some kind of mesh, straight from the teeth. Right, like the me- the mesh they put when you get a hernia. I'm betting the tomato lycopene extract is just for the color. Yeah, has to be. I don't. We mix. Ultra filtered milk with real <laughs> pictures of strawberries. <laughs> no, and it's so. called Fair Life, which <laughs> it's fair Fair Life to the cows. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. Oh, I thought I was everybody thinking, involved. I, th- I was thinking it was made by carnies or something. What? The dairy industry—that's one of those where where <laughs> small farmers were driven out long ago. It does say yeah. Fair Life, but the the I in Fair Life is upside down, like oh. an exclamation point. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Real life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty percent less sugar than strawberry milk. I thought this was supposed to be strawberry milk because it doesn't say other than, than other strawberry milk. It's just less, actually less fifty percent sugar than strawberry milk. Less fifty percent yep. sugar. More fifty percent protein. Ten percent more of the daily value versus strawberry milk. Oh no! But this actually, well, it's ultra filtered milk. So I guess water. It's water. <laughs> Water with I was tomatoes. getting disturbed because I'm not seeing sauce. the word milk anywhere on the shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did I, did I just drink paint? God. Which episode was that where the, the guy was cutting uh, the milk with, with other stuff? And oh, that it? was uh, Roy oh, Bean. Oh, Roy Bean. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there's minnows. He's like, I don't like minnows in my milk. <laughs> <laughs> there's mm. a fish in the percolator. Strawberry flavored minnow milk. Yeah. Now I'll, I'll switch to this much more natural and good for you, Red Bull. <laughs> Any which way, well, uh, sorry, I'm having a reaction from all the taurine and filter, filtered tomato mm. water milk. <laughs> yeah, taurine and <laughs> not milk. So, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West was fucked. Oh, God. Uh, I hung up my poster, Joe Don Baker and the Cat, this morning. That's yeah, good. there it is. Did you get it framed? Mm. Uh, kind of. For murder. <laughs> That's another episode. We of. watched, uh, apropos of nothing, Maddie threw on uh, Walking Tall with Joe Don Baker as Buford Pusser like a couple days ago, right after we were talking about it. Who was a real person? Yep. In Shelton, Washington. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, no. Close. Was it Aberdeen or something? Well, no. The remake, the remake with Rock the Dwayne Johnson they did in Kitsap County. Yeah, and, Kitsap, oh, and, and, right. and Shelton. 
But the other one was in like in Mississippi. Yeah. Something like that. Somewhere down there. But either way, um, fuck it. What did we do last week? I don't even remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mitchell Jed, was a real person, too. Jed, Jed Smith. Jed yeah. Smith last week, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we're going to do something worse. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, the worst so far. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Fuck, man. Pretty bad. This is bad shit so far. <laughs> this, this was pretty bad. There's not a lot of silver linings in the, the upcoming one. So, uh, Tony, what do you know about the Canton Asylum for Insane Indians? Oh, no. Hiawatha was called. Yeah, Hiawatha, which I find hilarious because Hiawatha's, you know, from Iroquois Nation. Mm. This is the middle of South Dakota. I think by then it was just kind of a catch-all for right, like just generic Indian. There's like a Longfellow poem about them, and yeah. well, yeah. like anytime you know you buy a bag of plastic cowboys and Indians, there's a totem pole and a teepee in there for some reason. Fuck, I I don't know anything specific, but I don't like the name of this place. <laughs> that's for sure. Doesn't sound like a restful vacation. No, you. <laughs> absolutely not. Well, at least uh, according to the national park we were talking about this before, the, they put a split rail fence around the cemetery. So at least now, because it's now a golf course. <laughs> so when people shank a shot, yeah, they, they usually don't play off the gravestones. I think the exact words is something like, it's it's mostly successful about keeping people from wandering through the graveyard. Mostly. That's about the most uplifting part of this. Is <laughs> Fuck, man. It's a, but anyway, uh, we'll, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of in the name. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, no. I already know what we but, signed up for but here. But the minute details and just the fucked up shit is... Well, I was gonna... just happy to hear that because this is kind of before, like, uh, lobotomies and shock therapies. Mm, well, they did do the they're, they're... hydrotherapy or the... Oh, yeah. Hydro, what, they waterboard them? Kind of. Like ice bath them. Motherfuckers. <laughs> but th- this guy just basically warehoused them. Yeah. And let him Which is drown not, in not good, shit, but at but, least he didn't do any Dr. Mangala type experiments Well, that's on him. true, but that doesn't mean some <laughs> of the orderlies weren't taking liberties with people. And, mm-hmm. you know. yep. Anyway, Will, go, go ahead and <laughs> start it with your comic sans. <laughs> yep. And NPR voice. Yep. Uh, so Richard Pettigrew, he was the senator from South Dakota and chairman of the Senate Committee on Indian Affairs. Wasn't he a NASCAR driver, too? Richard Petty grew. <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Petty, Richard Petty, the Ellis. We're not Petty grew. He grew out of yes. probably Richard Oh, he was Petty. Batman's butler. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Penny's worth. Oh, yeah, whatever. So that's uh, 1897. He introduced a bill to buy land in South Dakota to build an asylum there for natives. Yep. Uh, they were clamoring for it. Mm-hmm. They were like, damn it. We want to be. We, we want to be warehoused in a asylum. We need a place to put our insane people, even mm-hmm. though we don't have... Really, a word for insane. <laughs> nope. Well, it's not like, really. we t- like we talked about, uh, you know, crazy horses, the white man's translation, but it's like literally was something more akin to like his horses are spirited. Right, right, you know right, what I'm right, right. Right, yeah, I remember that. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but crazy horse was a little more serious fellow than mostly because they killed his family. But. Right, but I'm just saying <laughs> there, like in a lot of, uh, apparently in a lot of Native American languages, there's no real word for like crazy as it refers to mental illness. Right. There might be like reckless or something like that, but not like schizophrenic you know it's not a recognized thing but right right well depression they called soul loss which they probably invented as soon as they got put on a reservation and right and and yeah. as soon as you lost your soul <laughs> yeah, yeah. and we're stuck on a fucking reservation uh but violent mania might suggest a wendigo spirit mm-hmm. they might kill you for 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 that mm-hmm. which would probably be better off anyway but uh, Colonel Richard Dodge said of the of the natives in 1882, they are never confined or mistreated by their own people. 
Uh, but being looked upon as directly under influence of a bad god, they're rather avoided. So you just kind of yep. leave you be. Make, make, make them live on the edge of the village and sure. you're okay. But Pimas thought that killing their enemies, the Apache, caused insanity, or it'd be passed down to their children if they killed them. Wow, that's good news for the Apache, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. Oh, can't touch me. But if you did, you would have to burn the Apache scalp with a chicken hawk feather or an owl feather in a certain way to prevent. What if you're out of chicken hawk or owl feathers? And then you you're don't, fucked. Don't kill an you Apache. Try to slide a turkey vulture feather in there and see what happens. Mm hmm. They'll never know, man. Uh, Navajos believe that breaking social taboos caused insanity, so no incest for you. No. Might cause seizures. (laughs) Fuck, are you the incest Nazi? (laughs) (laughs) No soup for you! They called it moth sickness. The person kind of flittered around like a moth around a flame. Carrying rites like a night chant were used. So that should take care of it. Night chant sounds like a fucking band I would love to the see. Night time mm. is the right time. Yeah, right. <laughs> Three weeks later. The night time is the right time. The night time is the right time. The night time is the right time. Hey, buddy. Are you glad you did this? Oh, this is the best thing I ever did. Thank you. And you're not mad at them making you uh, kill your father, are you? You know, it's like they said. It was the only way to save him. Uh, so many of the patients targeted for the asylum didn't speak or un- understand English. Good like we do. Yep. Uh, which kind of magnified the terror being locked up, if you don't know what's yeah, going on. I have no idea what's fucking happening. Oh, wow. That's like, you're basically Getting abducted kicked. by aliens yeah. and stuck into fucking, like, solitary confinement. Except for it's aliens with Fuck. handlebar mustaches. And- uh, of course, this is the time of those wonderful classifications for mental deficiency, like idiot, imbecile, moron, borderline, and dull normal. Dull uh, normal? Dull normal. I think I would fall into that yep. one. So. That's what I'm name my next kid. <laughs> Dole world. Uh, the term idiot meant a person with severe uh, mental, R word, and mental age below three years, moron, seven to 12, but none of these actually implied insanity. Uh, so the Commission on Indian Affairs found 58 insane Indians and 22 idiotic ones that needed help. So that was enough for them to start up a, an <laughs> asylum. Found them. Probably just all in one place, too. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't get them sent in from far and wide. I lo- it's fucking great. This is like the, you know, uh, it's like early early America science, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, look, we're we're understanding. We're not just uh, slaughtering all these Native Americans. These ones are fucking fucked up in the head. We're going to put them in <laughs> right. weird, weird, like, brain jail. Right. Except for a lot of them get referred to by the Indian agents, and uh, oh, this guy must be insane because he's protesting me not giving him his exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Why are you getting so excited there, Chief? Just because you want your coffee? <laughs> you're calm the fuck down, or you're going to Canton. Woof. Yep. But uh, basically, this is kind of a pork project by that South Dakota senator there. A what project? Pork. pork oh, pork. Oh, pork barrel. Got it. Yep. But luckily, South Dakota never had any corrupt officials after that ever again. Well, that's mm-hmm. good. Didn't the uh, AG that hit the guy with his car and pretended it was a deer just get sent to prison? Oh, I didn't hear about that one. <laughs> oh, the Attorney General of South Dakota, like last year, oh. was drunkenly driving and hit something with his car that he claimed he thought was a deer, so he just kept driving, but it was a dude. So that means his face came through your windshield. Right. His glasses are right there. Jason, those are Joe's. I did, those, I did not see the glass until you saw it. You showed me. Sure. So the only way for them to get there is through the windshield. We also have the imprint on the hood where his body, well, at least part of his body, likely was riding. 
at some point in time, he, he rolls off, takes out the mirror, and slides into the ditch. Oh, he shit. Have killed a dude. Oh, and then shit. The fuck home. <laughs> this is the attorney general for the fucking state. <laughs> Did he have to prosecute himself? I don't know. But <laughs> he's like, he's in, in court, like, arguing both sides. Yeah. Sounds about right. God damn it. But uh, 1855 is the first federal institution for the insane in D.C. there. I'm sure that was just... St. Elizabeth's. Probably real good, too. Mm-hmm. But by 1897, the place was overcrowded. Uh, 1899, the bill passed, and $45,000 was set aside for the asylum in Canton. Uh, Oscar Gifford, he was ex-mayor and former congressman of South Dakota. In he said order. it should be conveniently located in his hometown of yep, Canton. Canton, where mm-hmm. nothing is. His his uh, explanation was it was close to the uh, reservations out west. Sure, <laughs> it's, it's even though they were hauling people, they were hauling people in from all over the country. Yeah, close is relative. Right, <laughs> that's closer than Italy. It, it must be <laughs> said also that Gifford has a like pretty majestic set of facial hair to include his eyebrows. He's got like eyebrow mustaches and. He's approaching kind of Seth Bullock status of. Uh, he has three mustaches. Of eyebrows. Oh no, my fucking a, god, dude. Yeah, he does. He's got like, it, where his eyebrows should be, he has mustaches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fucking oh. Looks <laughs> like a real humanitarian, too. Doesn't at all look like he should be, like, you know, plotting how to steal the orphanage to build a railroad. <laughs> <theaters, you know? laughs> and when the railroad is finished, I will tie every woman to the track. Right. Uh, but the asylum overlooked the Big Sioux River, so at least when they're. Sewage problem takes place. They just dump it in the river. Dump it in the river. There's the big sewage river. Mm-hmm. Oh, you foreshadowed a sewage problem. What could ever go? Oh, <laughs> but it did have electric light and steam radiators mm-hmm. for people to get chained to. Mm-hmm. Indoor plumbing for kind of for, for a little while. Mostly. Yep. Uh, December thirty first, nineteen o two. They get their first patient. It was a thirty three year old Sioux man named Edward Hedges. Happy New Year, Edward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oscar Gifford was head of the asylum, even though he had no experience in mental illness, besides probably having it himself, or medicine in general. That never stopped half these motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. Uh, The asylum took patients from across the country because they have a low bar entry because this is how they get their money. Well, of course, yeah, you got to fill them up. It's a uh, prison for profit type scenario. Yep. Uh, sometimes thousands of miles away from their homes, uh, and their families probably could never afford a trip there anyway. And possibly, in some cases, didn't even know the, where the fuck they got shipped off to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the families were usually not the guys who sent them there. It was mostly Indian agents, so that kind of leaves your family broken, too. Mm-hmm. They might have to go visit there after all this. Well, like the like we were talking about the lady that got sent there because uh, she had four children in four years, so that demonstrated that she lacked self-control. What? Yeah. They just, that just means you're Catholic. She had four. Yeah, she had four kids, and so their their answer to that is take her away from her kids and put her in asylum. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. Like, me, meanwhile, every 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 child is sacred. Well, I'm, I'm I'm fairly fuck sure off. the kids got scooped up and put into one of the oh, Indian yeah. schools. Which, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm working on that one. We'll, yeah, we'll have, have Indian school. Don't worry, they had a comprehensive way to fuck up your entire family. <clears throat> like you know, uh, Captain Richard Pratt. Uh, this is his motto. Uh, kill the Indian, save the man. Oh, that one of them guys. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, just by forced assimilation there. He's the guy who started the Carlisle School in Pennsylvania. And most of the 150 Indian boarding schools were modeled after that. And basically you're stripped of all your culture, including your name. Hey, if it ain't broke, you know. Made them cut their hair. And, yep. 
basically, you just they had a list of names on the board, and you'd yep. go walk up and point to one, and now your name is John. D- or, John. <laughs> uh, alienists. That's what you called uh, mental health professionals at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alienists. Yep. Yep. Uh, they attribute. <laughs> How the fuck did they get there? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, they attributed the rising insanity rate to the rapid social changes of the times mm-hmm. not enough that bi- they were causing. Not enough <laughs> Bibles in schools. That's what it is. Wow. So they assumed that the quote-unquote uncivilized Indians suffered more from this, from the shock of progress. Shock of progress. Mm-hmm. Not the shock of being dispossessed of everything you've ever known and had half your family killed. And He had sandy blonde hair with a shock of progress right yeah, down yeah, the side. Yeah. So new patients arrived, and they were searched for weapons and valuables, and gave a bath, and then deloused, and cut their hair if they had long hair. They were given clean clothes, though, and introduced to their to a roommate that probably they didn't speak the same language, and shown around the grounds. Uh, but their days were regimented and task oriented because uh, they didn't have a lot of people to work there, basically. Mm-hmm. So they did most of the work for about eight hours a day and went back to your room. That's convenient. You just have the inmates running the asylum, like, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but at least they started out scrubbing it, you know, and once a week, all the rooms. So it starts out pretty ambitious anyway. Well, yeah, when it's brand new, it's easy to keep clean, you know. But uh, life in that asylum was probably not any different from any of the other institutions of the era. But it wasn't as overcrowded at first like all the other places. Once again. So it uh, took years to do that. Do a little foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going to the asylum would have been a shock to the patients. Um, one night you might just be in jail after a bit of trouble, and the next day you might be at the asylum. Uh, the commissioner of Indian Affairs was the only one with the authority to commit an Indian to the asylum. And he was where? In D.C. Yeah. yeah. And it was the Indian agent who usually suggested that an Indian be put there. They were definitely always the most non-corruptible, you know, upstanding citizens of of their Mm -hmm. time in most cases. I don't believe you. (laughs) Uh, Of course, the Indian agents had very little oversight. So if you're a bad guy, you could pretty much get away with anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes family asks the the Indian agent for help, you know, if they're having problems with uh, some of their relatives there. Some were doctors who noticed a decline in the person. Sometimes it was law enforcement officials. Who noticed a decline in the person. Mm -hmm. Of course, the Indian agent had no psychiatric training. Not even the doctors did. Uh, They would have to request permission from the Commission of Indian Affairs to commit them, uh, who had to find out if the asylum had room. Basically, that was the only roadblock. And the people running the asylum, like, you know, might fudge those numbers a little bit because the more bodies you take in, the more money. You get more money, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a few patients were actually certified insane by court. Uh, basically, the commissioner and Guilford uh, took the agent agency at their word, or Indian agent at their word. So, um, basically, is not a lot of crazy people there. No. Not uh, yet. Not yet. They'll get there eventually. <laughs> uh, some were made in good faith, but most were just kind of out of ex- exasperation or convenience. If you're having troublemakers, you just send them there. One troublemaker was Peter Thompson Goodboy. That's a ironic name. <laughs> the troublemaker. Uh, he was accused of stealing two horses. Uh, he was convicted of horse theft before, but was pardoned. But this time he was considered to have developed a mania for horse theft. Okay. He just can't help himself. Yeah. Klepto, kleptocabiomania, or klepto... 
What's what's the what the hell's the Latin word for uh, hippo? Yeah, hippocleptomania, kleptohippomania. Sounds like you're stealing hippos. Well, because hippopotamus means river horse. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, so, makes sense. Like a hippodrome is where they used to race horses in the. the I thought that's where uh, Shredder and Krang hung out. Isn't that the, like the tech- oh technodrome? technodrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking Krang in that weird body, doing fucking ketamine and fucking. <laughs> You play ball, bro? What the devil happened? Where the devil are we? Dimension X! No! At last! I can conquer my home dimension! But I don't want to conquer this place! Uh, anyway, he acted uh, oddly in jail, like probably he didn't want to be there or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so he ends up actually in St. Elizabeth in D.C., uh, and he was a model patient there, but was sent to Canton in uh, 1916 and remained there until 1918. Canton deli- uh, differed from other asylums, though, because a physician actually offered care to patients, uh, but they were supervised by a matron and not a nurse, so it kind of copied Indian schools. But at least Indian schools had interpreters, which yeah. would make life easier for everybody. And the asylum had no lab, no hospital, and no staff training, and no oversight committee. Basically, oh, good. The yep. boss was the boss. What could go wrong? An unregulated fucking nightmare. Uh, some treatments at the turn of the century was electricity mm. and water treatment. Sometimes you sit in a bath for days or restrained with wet blankets. Oh. Ugh. Sounds like a good way to get a rash at the very least. Oh, I'm just imagining, you know, when you get like cloth wet, yeah, you can just like twist it. And just gets tighter and tighter and tighter. Oh, maybe something like that. I'm just. That's how Jackie Chan bent the bars in a fucking Shanghai noon when they're stuck in jail. No, oh. he like peed all over the blanket and then wrapped it around the bars and twisted it with a piece of stick or something. All right, there you go. I don't think I ever watched that show. Shanghai noon. Yeah. It's, a western. it's like the only other western I've seen. <laughs> it's him and Owen Wilson. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> wow. See, I told you so. No, you said wet shirt don't break, not piss shirt Ben Barr. Robert brings plenty. He was a 21-year-old suit from uh, Pine Ridge. Uh, during the night, he died. He was the first patient to do so. But he won't be the last. Uh, he had been diagnosed with chronic epileptic dementia. Basically, if you had epilepsy, you're crazy yeah. at the time. So. He's crazier than a road lizard. He's crazy as a road lizard. Uh, basically, he had a seizure and gasped breath and died alone in his room uh, about an after he had gone uh, about an hour after he'd gone to bed. Probably couldn't have been prevented. But I was going to say that one doesn't sound terribly like malicious or uh, no, or neglectful, but. But uh, seizures at the time were treated with bromides and sedatives and hot baths and a priest. Mm-hmm. Bromide. Why do I know that word? Chase the demons out your teeth. Um, let's find it's out. probably what's in Red Bull. So it's oh, probably what's it's in, in that, that fucking milk. not not strawberry milk, <laughs> or it's what's in this Gatorade. Why well, I'm I'm doing the cocktail today. <laughs> like you said, when you when you puke after this episode, uh, it's just gonna melt Tra- the wall. Traffic cone orange and yep. burn like fucking uh, xenomorph blood. Yep. <laughs> so at first, there's only sixteen was patients. It, it was bromide. 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 I was almost said bromelade. Isn't that like a tea? Bromelade? Yeah. No. I thought you put that in your hair. No, that's pomade. Oh. Well, now I'm looking up bromelade. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. It's it's how I mis- used to mispronounce bromeliads, which oh. is a plant. Oh, right, right. Uh-huh. So, what, borat? No, borax. Bro- bromide. <laughs> bromide. Borax. 
Borax Borat and She's my sister. She is number four prostitute in all of Kazakhstan. Nice. This is my mother. She oldest woman in all of Kusek. She is a 43. I love her. There you go, bromide. It's probably related to bro What's up, bromide. Uh, oh, and a compound of bromine with another element in the group, especially a salt containing the anion. I don't know what that means. The chemistry is not strong. What does bromide my use for? My chemistry used to be strong. Maybe that's why I know that one. Oh, it is the type of medication used to treat severe epilepsy, particularly causing myoclonic seizures. Comes in two formulations, triple bromide. Contains three kinds of bromide. What the fuck is it? Oh, it's a, it just okay. keep keep saying bromides. So bromides I, are they're a class of uh, of a chemical or a class I, of right. a molecule. But I, I'm just saying it's explaining itself. What bromide? Well, there's many <laughs> kinds of bromides. Like there's triple bromide and double bromide. Yeah, double latte bromide. Triple bromides made from three different bromides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, they only had five people looking after sixteen patients Ooh. for twenty four hours a day. Young James Hawthorne, uh, his mom had a narrow pelvis. Oh, and his brain. Lock her up. And his brain was compressed during birth. Oh, kind of slid out. Of- Everyone's brain is compressed during birth. That's right. how that shit fucking works. <laughs> but it made him a spasmodic. No, is that the name of a band? Spasmodics, yeah. Yeah, don't they open for the Aquabats? Yep. Yep. Uh, so he was uh, always in constant motion, like a snake. Constant motion, like a snake, like. <laughs> he's slithering in his chair all sexy like well, I'm picturing like you got laid all the time like Stevie Wonder when he's playing the yeah, piano yeah, totally. gets that sway on uh-huh. just picturing that that's you know <laughs> he's kind of tiresome to do it all day but you know <laughs> you'd have a fucking ba- badass like core uh, yeah yeah oh yeah you know, core muscle core, core strength that he fucking ripped uh, he was intelligent but couldn't speak uh, the staff at Canton hung him by the shoulders with his arms in a straitjacket why and he dangled for an hour three times a day why uh, an article in the New Albany Medical Herald, the treatment worked greatly. Uh, for what? He, for his... Snake? Snake-isms. Snaking? Oh! What? They, 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 picked, you can't they, picked him up like, they picked him up like a toddler, basically, and hung him by his armpits. I'm just picturing that just being Watch like... Watch him snake around for a couple yeah, hours a day. Yeah, you're just going to sit there and snake, and, but the effects of gravity will just make you... Tall? They're tall, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? The treatment worked great, yeah, and he you. dies at 21. Oh, Work, super. Worked like a champ. Yep. Uh, <laughs> What's the meme? Separated can't his be fucking sick. spine in six places. Yeah, you can't be sick if you're dead. Yeah. But he was at the asylum for 13 years. So Holy shit. It's a lot of... Wait, and he died when he was what? 21. 21? So he went in when he was fucking... Eight. Eight? Holy <laughs> shit, dude. Uh, so Gifford writes to uh, his family to see what to do with the body, and he receives no answer, because... They probably didn't get mail, or, or nobody bothered to give it to him. Or they didn't live anymore, or there are a lot, lot of things could happen. So he started a cemetery on the grounds. A uh, cemetery, you mean? Take a hole? Yeah. He asked the Indian office for money for a marker. Uh, they replied that, that the expense was unwarranted. Yes. We don't give a fuck about yeah, any yeah. of these people. So well, they wait, did. wait, you said, you said the P word. We don't use that around here. Oh, sorry, I forgot... <laughs> Yeah, I accidentally said people. Uh, so they have Dr. Turner there. He's an actual real doctor. Dr. Ike Turner. Uh, uh, but else, no one else on the, uh, had any training on the job, including Gifford, who ran the place. Yeah. Uh, Turner never worked at an insane asylum before, and Gifford would hire local people 
over people with experience, basically, and that's what because the pork yeah. doing. Uh, but he did plant uh, 1,200 trees on the property. That's mm. probably why it's a good golf course well, now. Well, it's fucking South Dakota, so everybody has to do that anyway because you got to have a shelter belt or else your shit will blow down, mm. you know? Uh, the water was undrinkable, and it was too hard. Mm. Oh, good. That hard water, which, which sometimes is called ice. No. <laughs> I know. That's a com- pl- common problem, like the, the Great yeah. Plains aquifers. Like yep. A lot of calcium, calcite in the yep. And, of course, they burned coal there, so that left a black film on everything. Well, I thought they had electric your electric lights and wonderful steam. Well, I suppose you can run steam radiators. That, that costs coal. money, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, the hard water made uh, getting sheets white impossible because, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's what the marker uh, of uh, health is, white sheets. Yeah, well. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But also, yeah, since half the time, didn't they only run, or is that later when they only started letting them have hot water twice a week? Oh, that's that's later once that's uh, when Hummer comes. Hummer comes. Spoiler alert. Arnold Schwarzenegger's coming? No. Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked will be right back. Welcome to Sitting Bull's Recliner Village, Miles City's number one recliner store. We have Lazy Boys, General Ashley's, Flex Steel, and Barca Lungers. You don't have to sit Indian style no longer when you can kick back and relax in style and comfort. Located across from Guns, Germs, and Steel, it's Sitting Bull's Recliner Village. Come in today. At least the good thing about the asylum, you could escape easily. Mm-hmm. Oh, super. And There's nowhere to escape. Yeah, run escape, out on, <laughs> escape to. Run out on the frozen plains. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, a deaf mute named Sam Black Buffalo, he took advantage of a rainstorm. He's and got a pretty rock and roll name. He left and hopped a freight train west. Yeah, go Sam. Uh, many patients just often went back to their reservations, making recapture pretty easy. Fuck. Yeah. Damn it, Sam. A uh, guy named Moxie. He's yeah. a Mesa Grande Indian. He made it all the way to Virginia. Mm, that and he, took Moxie. <laughs> yep. Fuck. Uh, he was out for two years before he was arrested and returned. So. I'm sure he was excited. Mm-hmm. He'd been like working as like a law clerk or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> nope, nope, you're insane. You're going back. See, uh, the fact that you escaped at all, that just <laughs> confirms you're insane. That you're insane. I mean, isn't that what a fucking sane person would do? Get me the fuck out of here? That's what mm-hmm. you would think, but you're not <sighs> thinking clearly because you're insane. No, no, don't put me in... Yeah. <laughs> Don't put me in the fucking ballad of Dwight Fry over here and shit. A uh, dangerous patient named Lowe escaped from a locked room. Named Lowell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. From Wings. Yep. That's what, exactly what I'm picturing. Uh, oh, we've talked about that guy for like five episodes yeah. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he broke out of his handcuffs and made it out a window. Oh, like he straight fucking hulked it? Naked. Awesome. Sick. <laughs> then he threw a smoke pillow on the ground <laughs> and flew away. I'd rather hope he like neck bit a guard and- Fuck you know. Yeah. So Gifford receives a phone call that he was uh, near Newton Hill, and then Gifford takes off after him. Ten hours later, a clerk named Charles Seeley found Lowe in Oatfield, west of town. He was wearing gunny sacks for clothes. So this is the assignment of living next to his John Ramboed that shit, basically. Mm -hmm. Turner provided medical care, the doctor there, that actually helped patients. Alice Short was a bannock woman, came to the asylum raving uncontrollably and stinking from unhealed ulcers. Mm. And she had syphilitic dementia. That sounds like she might actually need some help. Mm-hmm. With a, uh, within a year, her ulcers were healed, and she gained twenty pounds. Awesome. Became rational enough to go back to work in the ward. Oh yeah, not back home. Oh no. fuck! All right, yeah, <laughs> to go work in the mental hospital that she's in. It's like reminds me of the the old mistress show sketch where like this guy commits murder, but like he's uh, 
too mentally disabled to be uh, executed in like the state of Texas or whatever. So they do all this stuff and like get them to test high enough so they can put them to death. <laughs> Like that, like yeah, Sweet. we'll save you from dying. Now back to the salt mines, you know. Oh, it's the same as the Mister Show shit, where they're like, "We're gonna blow up the moon." Everybody's like on board to blow up the moon, so they train this monkey to like, uh, to like speak uh, sign language, and then they train him how to like fly the lunar lander and shit, and uh-huh. then teach him how to like what buttons to push to blow up the moon, and then they explain to him in sign language like, "This is your mission. You're gonna blow up the moon," and then the monkey says. Why? <laughs> and they're like, what? Ah! And everybody goes fucking crazy. Uh, many of the patients suffering from seizures were actually helped by the bromides. Well, apparently, because according to my four seconds of Google research, like they actually are still used. Well, bromide is made from bromide. Especially if you use the triple bromide, I imagine. Well, one bromide's good. It just stands a reason that three must be better. Absolutely. Well, I think the dude bromide would be better. Yeah. Dude bro. <laughs> right? No shit if you watch Shorzy yet. Oh, no, no. It's actually all right. It's still weird seeing Jared Kiso not be Wayne, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess he got his big break playing Don Cherry in a TV movie. Okay. Don Cherry wears jackets. Oh, yes. Don Cherry dressed like a couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don Cherry... Looks... Don Cherry kicked off TV. Yep. Oh. He got canceled, too? What did he do? He said some fucked up ass shit. <laughs> It's going to happen to everybody yeah, no. eventually. Especially those old motherfuckers who can't keep their goddamn mouth shut. Seven, Seventy-year-old racists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seem to be happening, having it happen with a higher degree. Uh, I'm saying natives uh, have an inferiority complex. Is when something happens some, to them. I said you'd have to they, ask Chris, but it's, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't some kids feel like they haven't been given a fair shake in life? Ask Davis. Fair Inlet, ask shake in life. Go out and get your own fair shake in oh, life and work darn, for it. Don't give me that stuff. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> this, Shockingly, this Friday, Don Cherry is <laughs> Don Cherry in seventy-year-old racist <laughs> couch um, edition. But at least at first they get better food than on the reservation because they're Be- probably better in which. Uh, well, probably because a lot of the at least okay because a lot of the staff uh, lived at the facility and part of their payment was they get room and board right so all the foods they're getting kind of the same food so it's basically like gum and cheese and shit like that you know it's like straight up probably the same shit you're getting on the res but on the res the indian agent is taking half the shit and selling it but here it's locked up in a closet but at least it gets you actually here you actually get it Mm -hmm. and and they had like a a farm and garden yeah too that okay at first at at first at first until hummer gets there Fucking Hummer. We're, that's Hummer's coming. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, 1905, 41 patients lived there. Gifford let the patients do beadwork and basket making. Nice. See, this doesn't sound as horrific as it's going to. Uh, you know, he was kind of, you know, relaxed and let them do their own thing, as unlike most that, of the government officials so, at the time. As long as the money keeps rolling right in, he doesn't have to exercise his megalomania on people that have no agency mm-hmm. to uh, do anything for themselves. And, of course, Teddy Roosevelt visits, because he has to. Awesome. On his 1900 campaign. Bully! Before he gets shot. Bully! Well. Or after, I don't know. It doesn't matter, because he... No, that was later. That was the other... Kind of rubbed... Later campaign. Well, that and, like, the getting shot didn't seem to slow him down terribly much, so... Well, yeah, hit him in the the speech, speech, yeah, speech, and the glasses case. Yeah, yeah. Still, you know, went a little ways into his chest, but he still continued to speak for like an hour with a bullet in him bleeding. Tight. Kept on bringing up, you know, he's talking about like, oh, I, we need to do this social program and this and that. And I guess got to remind you, I just was shot, but this is how serious I feel about this shit. So. <laughs> but uh, Kenton's dark side was starting to show. Oh. 
even though it still looked nice and had electricity and indoor plumbing. Well, insane asylums never have a dark side. Not a whole genre of horror. <laughs> <laughs> but anything to do with actual patient care was woefully underfunded, if they're getting any at all. Uh, tuberculosis ran rampant because they weren't separated from anybody. Mm-hmm. But men and women were separated, so they wouldn't screw. Mm-hmm. That's very important. Very. But at least the violent patients were housed with the well-behaved. No, oh, that's always excellent. <laughs> It'll just work itself out. They'll establish a pecking order. Uh, Face Eater John will hang out here with <laughs> nervous Bill. <laughs> uh, Gifford recognized this and asked for more money to build separate housing for the sick or violent. Uh, many patients there couldn't communicate with the staff or others, which made it even more helpful. Mm. We just got to underline that again. Uh, the staff was uneducated and unmotivated. Dr. Turner and others were off in a way to pick up new patients. Uh, sometimes a doctor from town would come and fill in, but most of the time... Turner had to pay him out of his own pocket, so that wasn't all the time. Uh, Lizzie Vipont was a Paiute woman from Nevada. Vipont? Yep. Cool. From Shures, which I looked up, is uh, where um, the guy who invented the ghost dance was from. Okay. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, She was epileptic and had delusions, auditory hallucinations, and occasional violent spells. And, of course, nobody could speak her language. Her anglage? Yeah. (laughs) Anglage. English language. Like. Yeah. Not Spanglish. Is, English. Is English your second or third language? <laughs> of course. Uh, Frank Shanahan, he was a Chippewa with delusional melancholia. Which is probably just, uh, right now, that would be what, uh, like bipolar? Uh, who knows? Delusional melancholia? Sounds like he's not actually sad, he just thinks that he's sad. So he was prone to bouts of sleeplessness. Hold on. I want to... I wanna... Read, you know, we're going to pop a little bit into the delusional melancholia arena. Uh, fifty uh, centered, 1572 to 1637, so this is defined a long time. Define melancholia as a concentration of the soul upon the same idea or delusion acting on false thought, which is almost exclusive, whose judgment is little changed or only in what regards one object. So basically it's... Oh, they're like obsessed with one certain thing? Yep, that's what it sounds like. That was the guy from uh, fucking 12 Monkeys. I find myself on the planet Ogo, part of an intellectual elite, preparing to subjugate the barbarian hordes on Pluto. But even though this is a totally convincing reality for me in every way, Nevertheless, Ogo is actually a construct of my psyche. I am mentally divergent in that I am escaping certain unnamed realities that plague my life here. When I stop going there, I will be well. Are you also divergent, friend? Also, yeah, there, it can be associated with depression. And listening to podcasts. Yep. Now we're getting some WebMD bullshit. Symptoms of melancholia. Be very down and flat, especially in the morning. I'm Show always it. flat in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Show very little emotional expression or response. Lose their appetite and lose weight. Sleep badly and wake early in the morning. Have trouble concentrating or remembering things. Have tr- strong feelings of hopelessness or guilt. Think about suicide. So I'm right here, dude. I can fucking like hear you. Depression. <laughs> <laughs> so basically that made him anxious because he was up all night. Uh, it's actually up all night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> Not Gilbert? Well, 
like Gilbert would say other shit, but Rhonda was in charge of the app all night. Oh, that's true. Gilbert couldn't go app if he tried. Pick up a copy today, wherever paperbacks are sold. But he helped with the chores, being young and strong. Uh, Dr. Turner thought he should be locked up, and he was most of the time. But when Turner was away, Gifford let him out most of February and March of 1906. Oh boy, so he gets to run around the snow... So during that time, Frank either raped or had consensual rape with... with <laughs> whoa, whoa. God damn it. With Lizzie Vipont there numerous times. When Turner returned and found out he was pissed at finding Shanahan roaming freely and ordered him locked up again. But Lizzie Vipont was pregnant and Turner helped in the delivery of the... Uh, this is from the book, Bastard Imbecile Child. Oh, God. Which is true. Woof. Technically. Uh, Turner was also fed up with all the trips to pick up patients. He got to do it unless Gifford wanted to see a part of a country that he hadn't right. been to. Oh, Oyster Bay. There's a crazy person in Oyster Bay. <laughs> but you can go to the, the Navajo Reservation. Yeah, yeah. 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 i got to pick this dude up at Martha's Vineyard. I'll be there for the next couple of yeah, months. Yeah, enjoy your 15th trip to Pine Ridge. Here it's lovely this time of year. Uh, the final straw came when Gifford told Turner not to tell Vipont's pregnancy to her husband to lie on his report. Turner told somebody in the Indian Affairs, and the investigation was started. In July 1907, Reuben Perry from Fort Peck in Montana visited Canton, and he found plenty of things wrong. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. So this, remember, this is 1907 when the investigations first start. Right. They'll go on for another 20 years, <laughs> and nothing will be done. Uh, Gifford was supposed to reside at the asylum, but he didn't. He claimed there wasn't enough room. Uh, Gifford was also away from the asylum on personal business frequently. It's a lovely place. I mean, I wish yeah, I could yeah. stay there. There oh, just man. isn't any room at yeah, all. I just never want to leave. But unfortunately, duty calls in the Hamptons. And uh, Gifford claimed that he never told the night watchman to let out Shanahan. Uh, Gifford had never given employees a copy of the rules governing the asylum or a list of their duties. There are no rules. Uh, Perry also got a letter from a local doc who said the institution was lax in the extreme. It's a fucking... Outback Steakhouse. Fucking shots fired. <laughs> uh, patients were often neglected. Uh, workers can be found when needed, just like Home Depot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't bother to control violent patients. Uh, Perry also discovered one of the workers, Sarah Revel, was addicted to morphine. When they confronted her about her, she quit, though. No. Okay. The tracks. <laughs> well, isn't there some kind of, like, statistically, is like uh, a lot of... People that work in asylum type situations often develop uh, oh substance abuse substance abuse issues. yeah yes. of course if if you have the keys to the medicine cabinet you might yeah. as well and yeah. you're living in a depressive <laughs> hellscape where you're probably overworked underpaid and yeah mm-hmm. uh, except for a sharp letter Gifford uh, that that's all he got sharp letter like a V or mm-hmm. perhaps an A yep I was thinking why you I watched the uh, everything everywhere all at once. Oh, how was that? It's great, but there's a scene where, like, a dude has to, like, to be able to move to the next scene, he has to, like, he has to give himself four paper cuts on his hand, so he's just sitting there like, "Uh, I guess uh, we're not going to to the next Sharp letter himself in between the fingers. (laughs) Nope, not going. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Turner and Gifford continued to fight. Uh, October 1907, Charles Brown, Charlie Brown, 
He was a 63-year-old Winnebago. Uh, he fell ill with stomach problems. Because fucking goddamn Lucy keeps pulling the football and he mm-hmm. falls on his back. Uh, Turner treated him, but believed the problem was an obstruction. Oh. He had two doctors from town come, and they agreed an operation was needed. But Turner couldn't operate without Gifford's permission, and Gifford denied him. He thought the patient was too weak. Uh, so just let him die from blocked bowels? Mm-hmm, basically. Okay. So Turner and, uh, and the other doctors, uh, oh, he uh, tells the other two doctors to go away, and he tells them to schedule the surgery, though. And he goes back to try to convince Gifford. No luck. After three weeks, Charles Brown died. Mm-hmm. But he was too weak, well. Hang on for three weeks. You yeah, yeah. Probably at least try. Right. Uh, so somebody wrote a to the Indian office, uh, probably under uh, pen name. Under pen name. Yep. They sent out a special special agent, Edgar Allen. Oh. <laughs> Edgar wasn't impressed with Canton. They had holes in fire hoses, and no chemical fire extinguishers. Uh, the septic tank was bypassed because it wasn't working. And everything flowed into an open ditch 300 yards away from the building. Uh, out of sight, out of mind. Fuck. I'm sure the neighbors love that shit. I'm sure the neighbors love this whole scenario. Yeah. <laughs> uh, employees were keeping poultry at government expense. Oh. Which means they're probably selling the eggs on the black say, that's, market. That's like the least egregious thing. <laughs> like, what, you have chickens? <laughs> One of the orderlies is like, all right, all right, now stay with me. I'm going to start a chicken barge. We're going to float it <laughs> off the coast of Alaska. We're going to fill this trench full of so much shit. We'll float the barge out of the shit, and then it'll keep egg thieves from swimming out there. Uh, this is scandalous. One laborer, uh, probably one of the guys who worked there, Bernie Christopher, he asked Dr. Turner about performing an abortion. So oh, you do. And using profanity, so he was investigated, for sure. Hey, what if we do a fucking abortion? <laughs> Uh, Allen concluded his investigation saying, uh, quote, Turner was doing the work of one man. Gifford and Mr. Seeley, I guess that was his uh, assistant, together do the work of one man. So basically he's doing a half-assed job. Oh, I see. Not running the place. I was just reflecting on the, the fact that, like, was abortion legal then? No. Okay. It never has <laughs> Well, guess what? It's not a dead, <laughs> yeah, right. motherfuckers. Piece of shit. Fucking uh, We're called soy cucks again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Fuck them. You got your fucking soy cuck. They they need to fucking fire those assholes, man. The ones that are like being sworn in. They're like, oh, Roe versus well, Wade is fucking well, settled law. That and fucking Thomas needs to go. He's got oh, all this conflict of interest bullshit. Absolutely. He's fucking oh, absolutely he's terrible. I just find it funny. Like, finally bought a Glock like the day before that happened. It's like, oh, that's a timely purchase because. <laughs> The downfall of Western society is commencing. Yeah. I mean, At least they deregulate. Uh, the Supreme Court also deregulated guns in oh, New yeah, York. Oh, no, that's so the that's thing. Good. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, like my tar- my tar- retirement plan. your planet, fetus has a gun, though? Well, then. I know your probably. retirement plan. Chicken barge. Well, no, like failing chicken barge, like it's uh, sit on a mountain of cat food cans and AA batteries and barter, you know, from my throne of human skulls. Bro, it's a, you're living in the past. Empty shell AAA cases. batteries now. Everything's AAA now. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Well, it doesn't matter. You can still throw the, like, Philadelphia fans. <laughs> but the cat food, that's that's the one. Would you get the shredded kind or, like, the pate? Just so? whatever. Okay. Like, it's just it's going to be the only source of protein left. After all the SpaghettiOs and, and Campbell's soup has been consumed and the cats have been consumed. 
It'll be Friskies. <laughs> you know, and people will be fighting over that. Oh, cool. I'll be so, I'll be eating the dog food from Back to the Future. You gotta buy low, sell high. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Don't look up Martha Stewart's cat because she has she's doing like Pretty Litter ad. It's like I wonder if she has a cat, and her cat was killed by her four dogs. Oh, she's like they mis- mistook the cat for a squirrel. Oh, I thought you were. And the say cat it. is one of those ugly cats, like. Smush face cat. Well, I thought you were going to say, like, yeah, she's doing pretty litter ads, but she doesn't own a cat, so she's just using the pretty litter herself. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm imagining her (laughs) perched on the side of a fucking cat box, taking a shit into a box of sand. Having a growler. (laughs) Wasn't pretty litter the one that, like, turns colors Mm -hmm. and stuff? What? Yeah, it, like, if your cat has, like, kidney disease or whatever, it's like, it'll turn, like, yellow or something. I don't know. Ask, I think Gareth Reynolds uses it because okay. he, was, he was hyping it on the dollop for a while. But okay. I don't own a cat and yeah. I don't shit in a cat box. So I'm not. I don't own a cat either. I have a cat that owns me. There you go. That's about it. And just Coco just shits where she wants. That's right. Free range. Again, we can't watch the Joe Don Baker cat TV show. I'm going to find I'm looking for it. I'm on, I'm on the case, dude. Yep, Martha Stewart shitting in the cat box. That's, <laughs> that's the next poster. That's our need. next shirt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Alan suggests that an actual doctor be put in charge of the asylum. And another doctor has <laughs> yeah, This may sound crazy, but how about we actually put a doctor in charge of this? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, that way they would all, always guarantee that they have a doctor there at the asylum. Yes, having a doctor around would guarantee that you have a doctor. At your hospital? Yeah. <laughs> so Gifford had to fi- uh, fire his friend Seely, the clerk there. Oh. Uh, the Indian office asked St. Elizabeth to recommend somebody to run the asylum. Oh, no. Uh, the first candidate with, to replace Gifford was Dr. B.R. Logie. Mm. Or Logie. But he didn't want the job. Didn't pay enough. Then they got Dr. Harry R. Hummer. Oh. Harry Hummer? Harry, Harry Hummer. Hummer. You ever had a Harry Hummer before? <laughs> From Sam Elliott or something? Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was a combative doctor from Elizabeth. I will fucking fight you. <laughs> yes, but he's also kind of a pussy. Mm-hmm. He's combative in that kind of uh, foppy, like, you know, uh, like rich boy, I'll do you at dawn kind of bullshit. Oh, like, sure. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a bad guy from a every dick. 80s movie or like, yeah. Totally. So he visited Kenton in June, and nobody was impressed. This guy is terrible. So, of course, he'll take the job. Yeah, Dr. Biff Tannen. Yeah. <laughs> so July 29th, 1908, Gifford, quote-unquote, resigned. Kenton uh, had 61 patients. It was built to hold 48. Oh, and sorry. Hummer took over in October, so it took him that long to, to get there. Right. But Hummer was an Easterner through and through, and he had a disdain for the unsophisticated West. Uh, Hummer wasn't popular because he was replacing somebody who was popular. And because he treated the locals there like dog shit. So. Yep. Uh, the Hummers kind of keep to themselves and didn't attend any public functions. Oh, yeah. And he brought his his lovely wife with him, who is worse probably in a lot of ways. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you get to know her pretty well here. So basically, Hummer takes in anybody the reservations wanted to send him. Kind of sets the table for Canton being a holding tank for unwanted Indians. Only a few were actually insane. Uh, Hummer was arrogant, and all this power kind of furthered that on. Uh, he didn't bother to clear out people who weren't insane. He also was kind of a fiscal conservative, let's call it, in the, that, uh, you know, he'd get all the government shit and then really, really dole it out in really meager amounts. Mm-hmm. What they say, like, uh, 
two like quarter pound bars of soap for like third or like however many people for oh, yeah. two weeks or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but that's like I don't think they were slicing the soap up. It's like share the soap. Yeah, pass you know. it, pass it on. Contrary to popular belief, soap is not self-cleaning right away, at least. Yeah, you know? no shit. Oh, my God. Uh, but he did actually have psychiatric training, so he could have cleared some of these people yeah, out who weren't insane. Could have is the operative word. Yep. Yeah, but then, then he'd have to give up the sweet, sweet government cash, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Massive power trip he's going to go on. Uh, so Hummer hires his wife, Narina, as matron of the asylum. Mm-hmm. No nepotism. Nope. She had no experience whatsoever. And she's lazy as fuck. And haughty. Not a hottie. I don't mean, I guess I've never seen a picture of her, but she's haughty. <laughs> uh, so that's winter in South Dakota now, and the wind blew the smokestack off the mm-hmm. electrical plant down. Didn't, didn't build the shelter belt big enough. Whoops. Nope. So they had to rely on oil lamps. Hummer couldn't complain to anybody but because the phone lines were down also. Uh, the epileptic patient, uh, his name is Yells at Night. Nice. He died uh, November 21st, 1908. I got to love some of these native names when they are absolutely on the nose like that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But it, it was Hummer's third death in a month at the, uh, a month and a half at the asylum. Oh, you're off to a good start there, Doc. It's... And uh, it was all from tuberculosis. Well, I guess that's not as much his fault, although... Uh... That was something that was starting to be treatable. And like you say, if you segregate well, people... They didn't fully have a cure until 52. Though. No, but, but I mean, it least. wasn't straight Doc Holiday shit anymore. And you don't need to jam them TB patients in with everybody else right. either. Uh, the wing they housed the TB patients was cold and put the in the shady part of the building. Uh, Hummer asked for a hospital to be built and more room for hydrotherapy. The latest rage, of yep. course. That and probably animals. Hydrotherapy, hydrotherapy. <laughs> Everybody's hydro. Of course, he didn't get any money from the Indian office. Everybody so turns hi- him down, though. Hydrotherapy literally is water therapy. Like you soak them in cold water, or I think that was called. Well, it's called other shit. Uh, let's yeah, hydrotherapy. Hydrotherapy. Go. Oh, it just gives me maps of places to go do it in Seattle. So let's go. What? Let's go on a field trip. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> it's a naturopathic practitioner is doing it. So, you know, that's... Uh, it involves the use of water for soothing pains and treating certain mental conditions. Uh, hydrotherapy. It's basically... any like can be anything from a fucking hot tub to, like, yeah... Oh, like a pool. So any any therapy involving water. So yes, I could be somewhat close when I made that joke earlier about like waterboarding motherfuckers. It's even talking about like um, you know doing exercises in the water for, to lower impact if you're obese, okay. like water aerobic shit. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So basically, it's fucking swimming or lounging in a hot tub or whatever. Okay, it seems to be a very broad category. But I would guess I, more often than not, it would be cold water. I was going to say, yeah, they probably soak, soak your ass well, in cold it's water. Like formerly called hydropathy or the water cure. It's a branch of alternative medicine, particularly naturopathy, occupational therapy, and physiotherapy. It involves the use of water for pain relief treatment. The term, blah, blah, uh, takes advantage of the physical properties of water, such as the temperature and pressure to stimulate blood circulation, treat the symptoms of certain diseases. Mineral baths, water jets uh, in modern day. Let's get to some old school shit. Yes. Mm, Therapeutic use started in Egyptian and Greek civilizations. 
where basically they'd throw a bath bomb in there because there's essential oils and flowers and water. That was hydrotherapy. Oh. Um, China and Japan, basically, using the Japanese hot springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, da-da. Modern revival, 18th and 19th century, blah, blah, blah. And then the snow monkeys steal your purse. Right. Yep. I think there is a picture of a person in here getting the hydrotherapy, and it's weird looking. It looks like there's ice packs on it. Uh, 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 near Gifford here. Yeah. So they're in a bathtub, looks like, with wet sheets. Oh, yeah. It looks kind of uncomfortable, you know. No indication of whether or not that that's hot. God or cold. damn! The look on this person's face that's in the bathtub is just weird. Yeah, they're they're like laying their head on a pillow in a bathtub full of water and fucking sheets. They're probably also expected to be washing the sheets while they're in there. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, and then these guys are in hydrotherapy pack treatment, so it looks like they got them sealed in a rubber bag and ah. put water in there. They, I was reading something about like they didn't get enough rubber sheets and bags. I don't. I don't know. Well, fucking weird, man. Anyway, so Hummer would take on all the office work, and which actually kept him from actually treating patients, doing any work, or supervising <laughs> much of anything. So actually, Doctor Turner is still there. There, he's out again collecting patients. Uh, catch them all. Mm-hmm. He's picking up firewood. Li- well, no, literally picturing him running around with, like the butterfly net, like you know, the coming yeah, yeah. to take me away. Ha ha. <laughs> A nice young man in the clean white coats. Hummer would battle with his employees. He was used to a military type order, and the <laughs> South Dakotans there considered themselves as equals. Yeah. Probably that didn't go over too every well. goddamn one of them could probably kick his ass in a physical fight. But uh, Hummer had to ask Turner what hay and straw were. <laughs> that'll that'll gain you the respect of those salt of the earth rural folks. What is this hay of which you speak? <laughs> you illiterate fucking backwater piece of shit. What's this? Yeah, that is a potato. <laughs> you telling me you've not seen a potato? No, no, potatoes come in. Uh, they're kind of like a white, lumpy, soft thing. Yeah. <laughs> So Hummer basically cripples the asylum's way of feeding itself oh, yeah. with the garden there. He had the staff run the garden, but gave him no extra time to do it. So it produced almost nothing. Yeah. It even had a little dairy, but, you know, if you don't have time to milk the cows. Actually, a lot of times if you have milk cows and you don't milk them, they don't live very long. They explode. Know, yeah. yeah. Die screaming of swollen udders. And Hot. Yeah. It's <laughs> probably where my strawberry milk came from. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Hummer didn't allocate the correct amount of food. He simply took the quantity of food that was issued for the year and divided by the number of days, which didn't take into account the actual number of patients. Right. If we keep getting more and more patients. And plus, you got to remember that was taking into account also the staff that was being fed from that amount of food, too. Mm-hmm. And often the canned fruit and sugar were often eaten by the employees. And, of course, Hummer didn't do anything and, about it. Well, and then the employees and, and the, there's no garden and no. Well, and the no employees milk. and and the uh, and the patients got very little protein. Mm-hmm. The Hummer family weren't hungry though; they were taken from the government supplies. Uh, Mrs. Hummer didn't treat the staff well either. She wanted the employees to clean their rooms, and she rarely left her room. She had very little willingness to do her job before she actually had uh, the children take care of by nurses. Uh, so she wasn't used to actually taking care of her own kids. Well, and what was her main job at the 
asylum. Being the matron. I know, but what was one of the main responsibilities? Uh, I don't know. Distributing all the shit they had, like clothing and food and bed sheets and soap and all that shit. She's pretty much like the supply NCO. Okay. And she didn't want to do any of it. Okay. But yet she didn't let anybody else do it. Mm-hmm. Yep, I have it here. She was stingy. To an extreme, from my mm-hmm. from my interpretation of the text, uh, stingy is being kind of kind. Uh, she <laughs> refused to touch the clothing of the patients. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the storeroom had two years' worth of clothes, towel, soap. There we have it. Hummer allowed two and a half bars of soap for 32 patients in the East Ward. And to save coal, he only had hot water two days a week. Mm-hmm. And we remember with the hot, with the uh, hard water, if you can't use hot water, you can't wash right. any. The, the hard water will, yeah. Yeah, you can't even do, up do laundry and shit. And, of course, the patients were like, you know, their clothes are like, basically like you could see their junk through their nightgown and stuff because they had holes in them. But there's fresh shit just sitting there in the closet. Two, did, two, two years worth of clothing. Did this lady just doesn't want to deal doesn't with? Doesn't want to deal with. And, they're, you know, off. it's South Dakota. So in the summertime, you're going to want to have people in, like, cotton or linen or something like that. You know, in, like, cotton socks. But in the winter, you're going to want to get... All right, looks like we're uh, we're going to run into uh, two-episode territory, which I really didn't wish that this was going to be more than one episode. Uh, but... Ah, and we don't know where we're cutting this off, so whatever. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we should just end abruptly in the middle of a fucking sentence with no explanation. And then people think they're... Computers or phones are broken. Oh, then they will go to a mental hospital. Yeah. yeah. No, you you just get Chief to throw uh, the water cooler through the window and right. off you go. Oh, there it is. Yep. Well, that's uh, going rambling on a little too long. So we are going to come back next week with the stirring conclusion of this fucking asshole and all his stupid shit that he does. I, don't, I but, wonder if we've even got to the stupid asshole yet, depending well, on the time frame. We'll find out. If not, they were foreshadowing a stupid asshole. Uh, but until then, we're going to go out in a hail. Oh, Open sewer pit fire. Bye.